0: Welcome back to our growing experiment. We're here with Zoe from Choreograph Your Life. Zoe, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and your business?
1: Yes. Hi, uh, my name is Zoe Monroy and I am from Venezuela originally. I moved to Canada, actually, it was like 16 years ago uh, last week. <laughs> so it's been, uh, yeah, sometimes you think and look back, right? Like, wow, 16 years already. What's the time though? So? Uh, so yeah I moved here like I said from Venezuela and I was like you know looking for a better life and uh, I was in Edmonton and then I went to uh, Calgary and then Winnipeg and then I stayed here in Sudbury so I was married but then you know didn't work so we grew apart so we separated, and it was like you know we'll leave our journey the way it is I guess we'll just go with the flow kind of thing sometimes. And, uh, but I'm really grateful. Like I've been here, like I say, 16 years. So I grew up in Venezuela. We are like humble family, normal family, my mom and dad, my sister, my brother. And uh, we're just like, you know, pretty much just have each other. My mom was a teacher, my father was an accountant. So nothing like, you know, really fancy. But like I say, I was looking for something better, a uh, better way of life. So I decided to move to Canada. When I came here, I didn't speak English at all. I didn't uh, never travel like out of Venezuela ever. (laughs) So it was my first time. And uh, yeah, so I've, I've been like really lucky met so many wonderful people. And I work in let's say corporate, let's say in the corporate world between Venezuela and Canada for let's say about 17 years. And after my you know, separation and so many other events happening in my life, I just decided to do, become an entrepreneur. I took some courses in Toronto. I went to Toronto and I took some courses um, using the methodology, uh, neuro-linguistic programma- programming, so NLP. And after I learned so many things, I overcome so many obstacles in my own life because it was like a, you know, those aha moments that you have like, oh, wow, I didn't know this. I didn't know that my brain can think of all this or I didn't know I carry all my packages, you know, all my emotions and bad things from the past and I can release it all. So I was like, I did all this first for myself, but then I thought, wow, it helped me so much. I got to help people because this is so cool. This is like so many uh, good things that we don't think, you know, in our head or we think sometimes too much. But there is ways to, like, release, you know, the past and negative emotions and things like that. So, again, because it helped me so much, I was like, I got to help other people with this because this is really cool. <laughs> so I started, uh, like I said, my uh, my business. And it was some one of those things I, I got laid off from a job, I had my last job. And I was, yeah, okay, this is it. I'm going to just jump in and do my own business, but I had no idea <laughs> how to do a business. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can relate to that. And uh, I was like, you know, just like, okay, what's the first step here? What should I do? So register your business, you know, open a bank account, like a business account, and go from there. But because I, I started like really from zero, I had nothing, I didn't have like, you know, capital or anything, I just, it was just me. Like they say, me, myself and I doing it. <laughs> starting all this so I was nervous and excited at the same time and I just jump in like I said and it's been really really like a learning curve and to me there is always learning so whether you're in a business whether you have you know your job whether you're you know you're a mom and take care of kids it is always learning always always so I remember one of my mentors always say like you know when you're done you're dead and it's so true to me it was like you always had, got to learn. So for me, being in business, I really love, let's say, you know, the freedom because, you know, I could just go work like crazy for so many weeks and then, okay, I'm going to take a break, take a couple of days off and do nothing. <laughs> so that's, mm-hmm. you know, the beauty of that. But again, yeah, it's of course, you know, challenges like anything, financial, of course, too. But uh, the the good thing is that, i get to meet so many people i get to connect with so many people in the community or even outside here too because i did i took the trainings in toronto so then i met so many people there as well so we're still our friends and you know i get some i did some connections in, in there as well and i even did trainings there i done trainings in there well we know it's like now we have like before covid <laughs> our life and then now it's like during COVID or let's say after kind of so I, I still have you know that let's say connections there in Toronto so I can always go and do things there well the online like this we open and you know open even more for us because I started doing more coaching of, of course like this on Zoom as well and my other uh, I do also I don't know if I mentioned that, that I teach salsa classes as well dancing mm-hmm. so it's like I combine them because I find that it's very fascinating when I learn all the things, like I said, with neuro-linguistic programming and change my way of thinking and helping other people through my clients or the trainings that I do. And also I use those techniques when I teach salsa. People sometimes don't know, but I do. (laughs) And it's fun to see their transformation because to me, that's how it is. It's like when people come to me, it's a transformation that It goes because you are like, you know, looking for some answers and you don't know what to do in your life. When I find them and I have my clients, they're like confused or they don't know what to do next or they're tired or, you know, whatever, whatever it is. So it's just like I open up something for them. They're like, oh, okay, so yeah, this is something that I can do. And, then you know, give them options. And it's like there is possibilities. There is like I said before, learnings and it's really cool to, you know, to do that. i'm I'm really really happy and it's looking always looking forward for what else to learn and helping more people and connecting like i said with other people as well not only here but uh hopefully well with this online we can do it everywhere anywhere we want
0: yeah really okay so that's 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 really interesting i mean you have a a pretty good story there for sure coming all the way over here and not having any knowledge of the language already and then picking that up and and there's lots of ups and downs so that's that's a really cool story you've got there and so um with that neuro-linguistic programming so i think i've heard that term before could you kind of explain to us sort of uh the methodology behind that or sort of what the idea is
1: yeah So, it's basically like the neuro linguistics, like the neuro is like the brain, right? And then linguistic is the speaking, and programming is like you programming all that, right? So, it's like to put it like in a short version, it's like the study of excellence because we don't realize that you are so intelligent, you are an excellent person the way you are. Because let's say, if you guys, for example, you're an expert, let's say, in baking for instance just an example and then I don't do any baking at all but then I'm expert in I don't know something else I'm accounting for example so we sometimes don't see it as like you're intelligent you're an expert you're in that and that's good and I am in this and we we don't have to know it all because imagine if we know it all it'll be crazy to match in our head so we have to like Be happy with the thing. So this taught me that that you know your intelligence the way you you have this knowledge to let's say help people in certain things, and that's good. You do that, and then other people do other things. It's like we cannot learn it all. We cannot know it all because it's really not possible for us. So when you like just think about like you know putting things in perspective in that way, it's when you just like oh yeah. That's okay. You know, I'm content the way I am. I do this, and I'm this is what I like. You know, I'm let's say I know how to do this job, or I know how to do whatever it is that you do. Just be okay with that and be happy with that. But we live in a world that is always like pushing us to do more, to give more. To and at the end of the day, it's like, well, you can you just got to learn one thing at a time. And NLP will learn that. There is no such a thing as like multitasking because you cannot really like, I cannot be with you guys. Think, just think about that. Thinking about talking with you here and be on the phone at the same time because that's not going to work. I, I won't have my attention to you or the phone. It's like I'm all over the place. So you got to just do one thing at a time and be okay with that too. So when we realize that and then a lot of things change And also it's like in NLP also we use a lot like the words, especially in English, there is so many words that we use that sometimes we think it's okay. One example I can give you is like, let's say my favorite, it was the try. And if we heard that word before, for example, in what's that movie called? I think it's the Star Wars, there is no try. There is do or don't do. This is the same in NLP because there is no try. When they say, I invite you to a party, I have a party this weekend and I say, hey guys, come to my party, I have a barbecue. And you tell me, okay, I'm going to try. Try means no, you're not going to do it. Because it's like a 90% possibility that you're not going. But because we're so afraid to say, yes, I'm coming or no, I cannot go, we just say try. There is no try. So when you learn the words that we use and you're like, okay, yeah, that is like, give you a better, like an opening into how you communicate with people, because in NLP, we learn a lot on how to communicate. Another example is that we, let's say when it comes to learning, for some people, they like to see, they say, I'm going to see you. For example, I have students that come, I want to see you dancing and then I'll do it. Because that's the way they learn. Seeing other people gotta listen. No, I'm gonna listen to this first, and other people wanted to feel it, so they wanna touch it or they, you know, some have the feeling of it. So when we, let's say, know that everybody is different when they learn things, so then it's also like, uh, wow, this is good too. Especially when when I tell this, I, I had a client one time, she was having problems with her partner. And then I say, well, it's because your communication, it doesn't flow, you know, between the two of you because you, you're saying to him like, okay, I wanted to see this and this, but then he doesn't see it. He needs to feel it. So when you know the words to use with that person, of course, we'll have a better communication. Of course, we're going to feel better, like understanding each other and, you know, getting to know, let say, each other's And at the same time, we all have it all. We all like to listen, of course. We all like to hear, like hear or listening things. We all like to feel, but we just or like seeing, but we just have like a little more, uh, we're more stronger in one than the other. Not like you don't have it, but we're just stronger than one and the other. So just teaching those little things on like the words that we use and how you communicate. So it's like an opening, like I said, to another, let's say, level of your communication, let's say, with either a relationship or it's with your kids or you know with whoever you need to talk to. So those things like really, really important. And the other thing that we also emphasize in NLP is that uh, we call it a movie that you play in your head. For example, let's say you need to talk to somebody. Let's say your boss. Oh, I gotta tell my boss that um, I wanna take a time off, let's say this day. But you like create it before you go talk to that person. Oh my God, he's going to say no because of this and he just and you're going on and on. And you haven't even talked to that person. You're playing a movie that is actually a movie in your head instead of like, hey, I'm going to go talk. And if he says, yes, okay, this is not, or well, he, whatever, she, you know, you just got to go and talk to that person instead of creating all this because that creation in your head is like, You know, it's taking your energy and your emotions also. And then you're going crazy and you may be calling your friends, saying, when you don't even know what the person is going to say. So it's better to just go and talk to the person. So learning all those things and using um, uh, some of the techniques, like one of the techniques I like it a lot, it's called the timeline therapy, which is like getting rid of the five major negative emotions. We all have all those emotions, which is anger, sadness, fear, hurt, and guilt. We all have that because from our past, you know, from our parents, from the school, whatever, we we learn those things, right? We, let's say, carry it with us into this present moment. And when we know how to deal with those emotions, it's also like an opening too. After I did that technique for the first time, it was like a don't oh, know, yeah. like heavy. It was like from my shoulder. was carrying all this, and it's like I feel so light. It's because of like it's because of that. Of course, after I do that technique, I always tell my clients: it's not like oh no, you're not gonna feel you know sad anymore. It's just that you're gonna react different. Right? You're not gonna be like so, so yeah, of course. If for example, uh yes, let's say somebody in your family or whoever close to you, your loved one die. Well, of course you're going to feel sad because life goes on. We're going to feel those. It's just that we're going to react different when things like that happen. So doing that technique is really, really powerful, I find. And I see their transformation. Sometimes they, like, oh, but I, I don't feel nothing. Or I'm just like, well, that's okay. Because in the future sessions, I see they speaking in different, they're saying, you know, different things. So it's like, yes, I love it. <laughs> yeah. So it, it makes me feel good when I see that.
0: So <laughs> Well, that's really interesting because a few key, key things I was hearing there. The first thing that stood out to me in the beginning was that reframing of how you were thinking about the situations. And foremost, I heard you mentioning what I sounded like basically like gratitude. So it's like, you know, I, well, I'm not good at everything, but I am good at this one thing and that's good enough or that's okay. And to me, that's another way of framing gratitude into your, your subjective view on your life. And then that builds onto the idea too that the things that you say are part of what you become and they're part of your thinking patterns. So like how you said there, you know, if I say, oh, I'm gonna try to be there, you're sort of already mentally giving yourself an out because you know that trying doesn't mean, mean completing the task but when you say i will be there well now now you've made a commitment to something that has to be done or it's calling into question say your word your integrity and all these other things and so you're going to do what you said you're going to do and also you've made that commitment mentally so it's it's almost as if you've 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 already committed to doing the thing so you're you're mentally you're you're already doing it kind of
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. So it's also that like NLP is also teach you those things on how you can, you know, let's say, set up your goals or make a decision to do something or like take action into something. Because again, it's the words that we use the things that we say to ourselves. And then from there, you can just say go and do it. So Sometimes uh, I have people that are like, oh, I'm procrastinating into this or I just don't want to do it or that. that. So then when we work and then we go into, but see, you can do this and you have this option and here's how you can do it. And sometimes also like, I don't know if you heard that also like writing things, Mm -hmm. you make you more like, oh yeah, okay, I wrote it. So I feel like I got to do it. (laughs) So things like that too. So it's just little things that we kind of, you know, switch or let's say, you know, like, kind of like the word reprogramming yourself Mm. to make you feel better and to do better things. So why not use it, right? So that's why to me, it's really, uh, really fascinating when, and especially nowadays that you see, let's say coaches, we look back and when I started learning this, I look back and, oh yeah, when I, for example, looking at the Olympic games, those athletes are elite. Why they're so, let's say, committed and doing things because they have a coach they have somebody with them say here okay you're running I don't know a marathon or whatever they're doing so okay this is what we're doing first so the first day they start I don't know running or walking and then the next day they'll say they take a break and then they lift things or whatever work out their legs whatever that is they always have somebody there with them because they need that it's important to have that person with you, let's say, giving you that push. Because a lot of us don't have that by like on our own, let's say. So you always need that somebody that, even if it's a coach or if it's a mentor or if it's your friend, like whoever, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's just like an example that, oh, yeah, sometimes I feel like you call your friend. You're like, okay, yeah, she told me. Okay, I'm going to do it. And you kind of get into this. So this is kind of like that. I know people like to have that option to say, yeah, you can do this, and you can be on your own, or you can have somebody that can help you too. So using all of that is like it's more powerful, I find. So, yeah.
0: yeah. So there, it's kind of like having a bit of a structure, which is where the coach comes in, and then the other aspect is having some of that positive reinforcement, and and maybe uh, sometimes having that uh, outside perspective that's going to be able to view your progress from a more objective point of view, and when you're having a day when say in the case with the athlete, they're having a really bad training day. The coach can say, well, yeah, today maybe you don't feel like you're as fast as you should be, but you've made this much progress over this much time, right? Like you've actually been improving a lot. So you're probably a little bit beat down today. So you know what, take it a little bit easy. We'll take the last five minutes off, do a warm down or something like that. And uh, you know, whatever, we'll go home and just hang out, whatever that kind of yeah. thing. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And it's, that, that totally makes sense too, where it is hard, uh, especially for a lot of us, like uh, procrastination is a thing I, I'm bad at for around the house. Like I'll make a lot of plans to do things. And my coach really is Sophia in a way, because she's got a list of things that needs to get done and she keeps showing me that list. And when that list is really full, it's pretty daunting. So I get that motivation to go and check things off the list
1: there you go see that works you're already doing it so that's awesome and that's that's really important because also we work together sometimes and like you know with somebody else a lot of people sometimes they like to work on by themselves or they used to let's say but a lot of us prefer to have like to say even if it's your partner or your coach or you know like your mom your dad whoever that is but it's somebody that can like give you that push let's say into doing things so mm-hmm. and it, it's really like it's up to you of course because you know at the end of the day you are doing it <laughs> but having that person is like oh yeah I can do it better and especially now I find that in this time you know that after all this COVID and all that a lot of people went into like in the beginning I'm not for you guys from the beginning I feel like a lot of us were like all confused what's going on what's happening here with what what do you mean I cannot go out What do I have to now wear a mask? What do I have to do? You know, all these new things were like overwhelmed with so much information, so much things going on. Plus the things that we got to do in our home or work. So it was like, you know, getting like way, way too many things. But uh, in here it's like, yeah, just plan and then do one thing at a time. Because really that's the best way to do, uh, to let's say accomplish something your life yeah another thing that i really uh enjoy doing with the nlp is uh, we have a technique it's called like values like align your values and beliefs. because we have so many values right for instance um i don't know about you guys i grew up in venezuela and most of the people there or my family too they were catholic mm-hmm. so we were going to church pretty much every sunday but then as after i grew up i'm like I don't want to do this, I I just believe in God, and God is in me, I'm God, you know, it was like that kind of thing, and then I just didn't go to church anymore, so because I, it was just like, that's not me anymore, so when we, and then those are like, you know, the values are in religions, or, you know, in your job, or with a relationship, or anything like that, when you reevaluate and realign your values, that's also like, wow, this is pretty cool too, at one time i had a client and he he was in business starting that business and we did like the values when it comes to like what's important in your business and he told me all oh, these things is important in your in his business and i'm like okay take a look at the list do you think it's something missing there no i think it's pretty good and then i had to do you know a few things a few other questions and stuff and finally i'm like don't you think you need money Like, oh my God, money was missing. Money is important in your business. So see, that's part of like the value that he never thought of that because when you only say new doing business something new, then it's like you say, you have to have somebody else to say guide you and say here, this is, oh my God, yeah. So then we realign all that. And then it will say, good. And he's actually doing really good in his business right now. So that's another cool technique as well that we use. And it's mostly for like business or relationships, um, family, uh, even for like sometimes for people like workout or exercise, because sometimes we, we just need to like say the things, okay, what's important to me in this, in a relationship? Or what's important to me in my job or like again, in my business? So doing all that too, it's like a reinforcing yourself. And of course, I, I really believe too that the, the things that you think is what creates your reality, let's say. Because we're like doing, create like having so much information in our head. We have over like 90,000 thoughts a day. So if you make those thoughts good, well, you can have a good life, let's say. But of course, you have some thoughts that are like, you know, negative or but we want the most of them to be positive because you're thinking anyway, you may as well make it good. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what we wanted to do like in NLP and it's not like trying, we do it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, and another thing too, that I'm hearing with that too, is that there's, uh, there's a lot of opportunity for reflection and sometimes um maybe as people we're not super or we're not aware enough to really do that self-reflection and so having a coach there someone that you can work with or, or a loved one or whatever the case might be being able to talk about stuff and then having someone sort of looking at it and it, maybe it's better in a sort of a coach sort of like how you're talking about it because you're you're again removed from that a little bit and that's almost what you need to do because you made a mention earlier too about Um, looking at our emotions and then, like, it's not like you're not gonna have the emotion again, but you're gonna have that space to look at it differently. Where you're like, okay, why am I feeling this emotion? Where is this coming from? And then once you can kind of understand it, you can kind of label it and you can reflect on it, it's not gonna have as much of an effect on you, or at least not as much of an effect that you're not aware of. And so, like that that seems like a big um part of it in a way. Is that right? Yeah,
1: yeah, that's right. Totally right. Because yeah, you have a different perspective, it's kind of like Sometimes when also people say like, oh, I have this big problem and, oh, this is the only solution. When, if you really sit back, let's say, you know, step back for a minute and, okay, what else I can do here? There's more than one solution, not just one. So in NLP also, we show that sometimes like 20 solutions, not just one. You can do this or you can do that or you can talk to this person or you can, whatever that is, right? So you give like more and then people are like, oh, yeah, okay, that's true. Because, so, yeah, that's the thing too that we're sometimes in the world, it's only like, oh, I can only do this, and that's no way I'm doing it. Well, not really here. I and mean, like you said, I, I just like, well, what about this? What about that? What if you talk to here? What if you make a phone call to this person? Whatever the case it is. So it's like opening up because, and, in our world i find sometimes that too that most people are like stuck in one place for whatever reason they just feel like okay this is it i cannot do no more and well no there's other possibilities there is other options are here for you or we just like you know you just let say close and then you don't see it but there is a lot
0: more well and even what you're saying there too it's like um in a lot of the way that you're framing your words, you're talking about stuff as if there's almost always going to be uh, more than one solution to a problem. And commonly, the problem seems to be, I only see this as the solution. I can't do that. Therefore, I have no power to do anything. And then nothing gets done, right? But if you're able to sort of look at it in a way where you think to yourself, oh, no, there is another option, you're going to find that other option. And so you, you framed your reality in a way where it's always going to be growing or expanding with more outs, as opposed to having a limited small world that like, it's, it's, it seems it's not, maybe it's this simple, but it's a lot of can versus can't, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: right? And that's, that's, that's a big difference, especially if you're someone who wants to get things done Well, you need a can do attitude. And so that's like a lot of that frame framework comes in there. And, and I think you're right too. And it's interesting because if you look, say like in the Bible, in the beginning there, God will say, you know, let there be light. And then there was light. So he, he's speaking things into creation in his own way in the beginning. And, you know, I, I always think like, you know, we're created in the image of God, let's say. And I think that sort of bears out this thought where you speak your reality into existence in the sense that your mental framing, your thoughts, the words you use they shape the reality around you. They shape the, the interactions you're going to have with the people around you. And it's going to be a positive interaction if you're putting out positive. And it's going to be negative if you're putting out negative. And right. so, you know, you're, you're much more um, open to interaction with that sort of creation mindset.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, like, adding into that is also, like, we believe in, like, a higher self. You know, like, we are in this and then there is a higher self. So let's say, for example, you're meeting, even if it's a friend or you're meeting somebody at a coffee shop, and then it's like, it takes like, not even, I don't know, like 10 seconds, I believe it's something like that, until you come to that person to see if you're gonna have, let's say, a good rapport to that person. Because it is like, the one thing could happen is that you're coming in and you'll be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna have this really good conversation with this person. It's gonna be awesome, we're gonna have fun, or whatever the case it is, it's going to go through really good. Or you can be, and then it's gonna go flowing and it's gonna be really nice conversation. Or you can be coming and you're like, oh my God, I have to go this, I gotta do there. Oh my God, I, I forgot, I have to pick up the kids. Oh, I gotta, then you, so then it's gonna be all, and that person feels it because it's a higher self. You already, before you even get to talk to that person, your two higher self are already connected, so that's why that person's gonna feel that. And sometimes you're like, "Wow, I cannot believe I make it here!" And now he is upset or, because you came with that mentality already. You didn't. You were not present for that person that you know took the time and energy to be there, and you're just thinking about all other things. Well, no, they feel it already. Does that make sense? Yeah, but yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of well, like that too.
0: Cause that makes me think too, even when you're having a conversation with someone, like we're having a conversation now, that's very interesting. There's something weird that happens where it's like, you'll lose track of time. Right. And there's a, there's almost a sort of shared mental state when you're locked in, like a really good conversation with somebody where it is an altered state. And that, that is where you're achieving a lot of these beneficial emotions, beneficial hormones, you know, when you're making eye contact, this type of thing. And it's, mm-hmm. it's really a, it is a, an exchange of energy that's going on that you're feeling. And it doesn't even have to be like a sort of, um, I don't know, like a woo woo spiritual type of thing. I think it's a, it's a thing that you can definitely, like everybody knows that everybody knows, like, uh, remembers one of their first, let's say dates where they sat down at the table with somebody and it was like sparks, like fire. Right. And you could just talk, know. talk, 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 talk. And then all of a sudden it's midnight and you got to go home. Right. And everyone knows that experience, but it's, mm-hmm. it's they'll deny the fact that it's an altered mental state, but really it is. If you, if you can take the second to step outside it, and look at it, you're like, oh, there actually is some sort of weird exchange going on here where time seems to go away and you, you share mm-hmm. a space with a person. It even feels like in a really good conversation, you could be in a coffee shop and it's almost like the whole room blurs out and you're standing in this one little spotlight talking mm-hmm. to that person.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like nothing else exists. You just have so much, like, such a good connection to that person. Yeah. That is, it's exactly like that. You realize, oh my God, we've been here four hours. What? I have friends like that. Sometimes they call me or they said that to me. They're like, yeah, I went to a place and there's somebody who we were there for hours. And it's like crazy. I'm like, see? Because, yeah, there is a, already a connection. There was like, uh, like, a, a good, it, that's it. It's just a connection between, let's say, the two souls. And it doesn't matter, yeah, if you believe on that or no, it just
0: that's how it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, because it's even like when you go to say a concert, and when everyone's in the concert, they're moving to the music at the same time. You see, like you get like a wave kind of thing going on, everyone's moving in a in a very weird, like they're sharing a mental state, they're connected in a weird way. And it's it's yeah. these weird, it's it's part of our human experience where we have these sort of heightened states of awareness when we're in uh a sort of exchange with someone i guess mm-hmm. so yeah we were just talking about say music and concerts and how everyone gets in that sort of shared mental state um so and you mentioned earlier too that you you link the um oh my goodness i'm blanking on no, the nlp sorry you link <laughs> the nlp with the dancing so how do you kind of go about that
1: yeah so because i um when i see people you know they using like you were mentioned earlier they can or can't and that, uh, no, I can't do this. And I'm just like, reframe them. Just think about looking at yourself. So the way that, you know, I, I use like looking or seeing yourself or like feeling the music or listen to it and then you get to it. So I kind of use the words to connect them using like all those, uh, let's say three things like listening or feeling or uh, uh, looking. At yourself and doing it so that that way they're kind of start feeling better because uh when you're dancing sometimes they come to my class and they're like oh i have two feet," or i don't know how to move my arms or i get stuck or whatever so i'm like that's okay you know this is like anything you learn because when you're going for example to university and you're going to uh uh learn like like, you know you're going to university for four years for you're not gonna go like, okay, in one week, I learned everything, I'm good, I can go yeah. home, that's it. Give me my diploma, I'm, that doesn't work like that. So it's, dancing is the same, you gotta like, you know, practice. And if you really want to, maybe you're not gonna get a or you're not gonna be like, you know, going to a competition, but at least you're gonna feel good on the dance floor. Well, then you have to put some time and effort into it. So I just reframe them and then get them into the, the say that, the, the music and then, you know, the move and all that stuff. Because also in NLP, when we talk about can or can't, when people say, oh, I can't, da, 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 whatever that is, it's not really, most of the time, it's not like you can't. It's just you don't want to. But that's okay. Again, that's another way of using the words to say, hey, uh, can you come with me to, I don't know, to the movies? Oh, no, I can't. Well, maybe I said, why not? Oh, I'm already going, oh, I just want to stay home. But see, it's not like you can't, just you don't want to go. But again, in our, we don't want to use the words like, no, I don't want to go. Cause it's kind of like, you know, oh, you, they're going to feel bad. Well, no, you just say that you don't want to go and that's okay. <laughs> so just say it. So it's like, say it the way you want it. It's okay. But we leave, like we're afraid. Sometimes we don't want to say the word. Or we need to explain ourselves too much too. It's like, I, I have some, uh, like I, I tell them too, for example, hey, are you coming to this? Are you coming to the barbecue? Just say yes or no. That's it. This is like yes or no question. And it, it's, it's really amazing to see how many people need to explain themselves. But for men, usually men, they don't. Hey, can you come and help me here? No. That's it. No, it's a full sentence. Most men, they don't explain <laughs> but us. No, because da 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 I don't want to know all this story. <laughs> Just say yes or no. That's okay. So that's how I kind of teach that too to them, because it's, you don't really have to explain when you don't need to. If I ask you you coming, no, then if I ask you why, not, then you can explain. But if i just ask you and you say no okay i move on that's okay it's nothing like wrong with that it's it's all good it's kind of yeah. like if you go into a drive-through do you want coffee yes Do you want sugar no that's it <laughs> you don't have to say to them like no because sugar da, da, da. no you just said no sugar
0: <laughs> so
1: yeah. this is the same thing so yeah
0: yeah, well, that, that's an interesting point you're making there too, because it's it's sort of being assertive, or at least being like standing in your in yourself and 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 uh, being enough to say no. Because saying no basically means you're drawing a boundary, right? You're saying I'm not willing to participate in this experience or whatever it is, right? And it's hard to put that barrier there because a barrier like a wall, you need to be sort of rigid in a way, and stepping into that and owning it by just saying no and knowing that you don't have to provide an explanation, no is good enough. That's a big confidence thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. But in our world, I don't know, for some reason we just, we're not. We wanna always explain ourselves for things. And sometimes it's funny, I even use that with my friends sometimes like, hey, you coming? No, because, okay, thank you, that's it. I don't wanna know no more. Yeah. <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> I love you, I have to go. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, and that's the other thing, too, is like in, in that interaction, too, it's it's going to be it's, it, it's like for you when, when they just say, no, you're like, that's fine because you don't need any more. But that's also speaking to, say, you and your character that I, I can know that you're confident. You're like, I'm enough. I'm good enough. That's fine. Whatever. This person just said, no, they don't want to. And that's fine. That doesn't take anything away from me. That's and I true. think maybe yeah. it's one of those things where in society, I think it's very common in the culture here anyways, that people want to be very careful to not uh, step on anyone's toes and they want to make sure that uh, they have total understanding behind their action and all that kind of stuff so it's not perceived this way or that way but that's one of the problems right is you're trying you're you're making that movie in your head where you're oh if I don't tell them they're going to make and then off goes this this horror picture movie where they're mad at yeah. you and never want to talk to you again
1: yeah but in reality that's not the case because it's not like that Let's say, for example, if I would have said no to you for, it, for this, or you probably were like, okay, well, we we'll just find somebody else. That's okay. So you're going to go on because first, let's say we're not, let's say, close, or, you know, we just met, and you're just like, okay, I just move on. That's it. So, but sometimes, yeah, it's just that kind of, I don't know if it's an attachment, or like you say, it's just that explaining like, ourselves too much. And we just need to like, let things go easily. But it, for some reason, we we don't.
0: <laughs> so. Sounds like something you almost have to practice. Like you have to just try it and see what the outcome is so that you're not always thinking you have to explain yourself. Like when somebody yeah. asks the question, just yes or no, and then just kind of feel it out and see how it goes.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it. I actually have some, let say I call it the six rules of success. And then and one of them is that, answer only the question with love and integrity i think i added there too because yeah that's it are you coming to this or are you going no are you doing it? yes that's it and i'll tell you people maybe respect you more people like maybe sometimes it's it's better that way and you feel good too so you can uh, yeah for sure try it
0: yeah. <laughs> when somebody well,
1: just- asks you a yes or no just say that yes Tape, no
0: more <laughs> yeah and this this kind of is exactly sort of why i thought it'd be super interesting to talk to you because especially now over this time with covid and all this kind of stuff like that uh people have taken a real beating with mental health right and part of why we got into podcasting was wanting to uh explore people who are becoming more self-reliant and getting out there and say gardening and all this kind of thing but getting involved in doing that requires a lot of the me- mental attitude that you're talking about i can mm-hmm. do i'll figure it out I'm good enough, that kind of attitude. And I feel Mm -hmm. like, especially in the last two years with everyone being in such a heightened mental state, I think it's been sort of, we've gotten too comfortable with the idea that we don't have any power, that we don't have any ability, that we're not enough, that we should be afraid. And what I'm hearing Mm -hmm. from what you're talking, I'm hearing people uh, learning how to be confident learning to stand in their own two boots and, and stand by who they are and also uh, having gratitude for what they have, but knowing that they can get better and improve in the ways they want to. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's really what you're, what you're describing to me helps put people in the driver's seat of their own life.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like we're giving away our power when no, you don't have to give that away. You just, stand up and be yourself and yeah be confident and maybe it'll take time but it's okay you know sometimes we're like everybody's living their own journey this is not a competition at all when you like realize that too it's like okay you're going through things so you're learning this faster than me or you better than well that's okay like according to who anyways compared to what yeah <laughs> so it's okay because you have your own journey. It's like if I tell you, yeah, you have to come to my dance classes. You'd be like, no, because I don't want to dance that. Well, it's, it's okay because in your journey is no dancing say involved. Or you tell me like, I don't know, maybe you're like, you know, writing a book or something. Yeah, so you have to write. And I'll be like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. Or, you know, like everybody's different. We have to just, we haven't, an, say a human experience, all of us here, but everybody's, having the different experience. I mean, everybody's a human experience here, but the experiences are all different for everybody. We're not gonna be, imagine if we all, let's say, be doctors, or we all engineers. It'll be boring, the world, I think. Everybody has to have their own, and we just gotta respect and love everybody the way they are. And yeah, that is, and especially nowadays too. So much going on, I find that in certain, because I don't really watch news or TV anymore, but in certain times you can just see that they want kind to of divide us, and the yeah. idea is that we need to be together, mm-hmm. no divided, because we are all in this together. Nobody's gonna, you know. Sometimes I feel like even people, oh, yeah, yeah, the government is gonna save me or the government is taking care of me. Well, no, it's you taking care of you. <laughs> yep. you are the one taking care of you, and then your community around you say so your people. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's kind of like the main thing. too.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree with that a hundred percent. And that's, that's why we started doing this as well too, because we wanted to be able to reach out with people and help build a sense of community here in Sudbury. Cause that's mm-hmm. again, part of the mental health aspect. And it's also what I believe is what sort of, uh, it gives beauty to your life is, is the people you love the the friends you spend time with. And then also the things you do in your life that fulfill your life. And, mm-hmm. and I think more often than not, it's actually taking responsibility and, and doing something usually that challenges you. And it's not mm-hmm. about just trying to be happy, because another thing that I'm hearing with a lot of what you're talking is it's very goal oriented, right? Like you're talking to people who want to get from one place to another. And that's that's the nature of what we do as living things. Right. We move, we go, mm-hmm. we have eyes that pick goals that we want to achieve. Right. And so that, that's, that's exactly, I think, uh, like, I think what you're doing there is, is, is very valuable in that sense, because, I mean, it's, it's, it seems simple, like, now that you, like, hearing you explain it, and I, I'm familiar with um, uh, different sort of theories that are very similar to what you're talking about, but hearing you explain it, right, like, it makes total sense uh, that you, you get what you put in kind of thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And uh, also, like, when you mentioned uh, about the, you know, the mental health and all that, and we hear a lot of, you know, somebody has so much depression or so many, or kids or whatever people and anybody, or you have too much anxiety. And then when I learned in all my trainings and stuff, they, they taught us that depression is that you are too much in the past. Because you are like in the past, always thinking about, oh, I should have done this or this, or my mom did this to me, or my dad did this to me. You're in the past all the time. That's why you get depressed. And then if you have too much anxiety, because you're in the future, you're thinking too much, oh my God, what if I do this? Or oh, what if it is this? Oh, I'm gonna, no, in a year I have to do this. And then in two years, so you year. no. And the fact is that all we have is this now, like right now. Mm-hmm. Not the now that 20 minutes ago, that's gone already. Yeah. This is the now. So we got to live in our present. So being that, let's say, grateful for what you have and the things that you can do in the now, you're creating a better future already. And I'm not saying this that, oh, forget all the things and plans that you have in the future. It's not about that. It's just that you got to say, okay, you have this plan, you want to achieve certain things. Then you take action, you know, step by step and do what you can little by little. And most of us are like, like again too much in the past blaming all the things that happened in my childhood or whoever did this to me that's so, all that's all like it's, it's kind of like hard for some people to let's say get rid of that but that's how I help people to get you know live in the present more
0: and then what you're saying there is interesting too because um in a case where someone is say depressed they probably also feel stuck in a way like I, I feel like um like, uh, words we'll use to describe uh, having that kind of mental state is like you feel like you're carrying something you feel like something's heavy you feel like you're being weighed down and maybe because mentally you're focusing on behind you and again going back to this idea that we're beings that move if you're looking behind you kind of thing you're not looking to where you're going and maybe you're not moving at all and so you're sort of mentally going back to that same traumatic experience or that whatever it is And you're reliving those same negative emotions. And that reminded me back to when you were talking about emotional uh, releasing of the past. And it's like, you have to kind of go back, look at that, say, you know, something happened to you when you were five or whatever. And you're like, oh, you know what? You you see five-year-old you and you're like, hey, you know what? That's all right. It wasn't really your fault. There's nothing you can do about it. And you know what? You have lots to be grateful for. And then you can go through that. and Now that memory has a, a different connotation attached to it. And now we can, like you said, you lose a little bit of that weight and now you can start moving forward because now you can focus more on what's ahead of you. And to Mm -hmm. the point of what you said, you don't want to look too far ahead because that's where anxiety comes because you're trying to think of every possible outcome of something. And really what you have to do, which goes back even to what you were saying about just being able to say, no, you actually have to do the thing and then react to the reaction. You don't react first and then not do the thing because exactly. you actually have to do it to see what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. It's just that uh, it's all learnings too, right? And when you realize that, yeah, you know, you you are here in this world and you can learn things and yeah, you made mistakes and you get up and go and whatever happened into your past, we got to just kind of like forgive it and let it, Actually it's it's that simple. Let it go. It's, it's simple, but for some people it's not. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's just that. Let it go and then be in your present and you know one thing at a time, let's say one well, step at a time, take anything. So.
0: Well, that makes me think and maybe maybe you'll have some insight on this. I wonder if like sometimes we want to hold on to things in the past, even parts of our trauma, because we've identified so much with that. We feel like we'd be leaving part uh, of ourselves behind. Do you think that makes any sense?
1: Um, And like so in my experience, no, because you need to just like let that go. Think about, for example, when you were Five or I don't know, seven years old, and then you have your favorite shirt that they say if you remember, maybe it was a blue, I don't know, and then you're like, "Oh, I love that shirt so much. It was your favorite, you wear it all the time. So where is it now? if I ask you, do you like love it? Do you miss it? No, because it's gone. It's already past, it's already gone, like completely gone. and it's the same thing as like if you were little and then your mom, say give you a hard time one time because you didn't do something or you're like, yeah, I was very upset. So you stop talking to your mom because it's just a little, no, I kind of forgot about it. I don't know. So it's the same, but like you can really heal yourself the same way, simple things, whether it's something like really, really, let's say big or really small, it's the same thing you can heal it. I don't know if you read about Louise Hay. She has a book. Well, she yeah, she was like one of my first, let's say, mentor when I started learning NLP. She has a book called "You Can Heal Yourself." So she talks about in that book. She died when she was ninety-two, I think, a few years ago. They say you cut yourself. You're like, oh, I cut myself. It hurts because you know on your finger, right? Sometimes it's like, oh, it hurts that. And then a few days later, oh. But hey, what happened to your... Oh, no, it's gone, now. I'm good. Because you forgot about it. You didn't even think about that anymore. It's the same thing with anything that happened in your body. You can really heal yourself because you just forget. But the thing is, let's say you, you have you know, something, I don't know, some illness really, let's say, big. Or that Maybe let's be extreme here a little bit and say cancer. But because we have so many crazy things about cancer oh oh my god i'm gonna die well no you can actually kill you because the society the things around and the people oh poor you you're sick so all those things create all that in your head that you're like making sick yourself more as opposed to healing because you're thinking of that Oh, oh yeah i'm sick i'm sick i'm all the time no you can just forget that too. And your body is so intelligent. It is so powerful. that can heal itself. So it's the same as like, just forget it. But see, we don't tend to forget. We think that we have to hold on into that thought or that thing forever. But it's not that. It just really let it go.
0: Yeah. Well, no, that does make sense too, because that's, that's something that they'll... they'll uh take into mind say when they're testing a new drug they'll take into effect the the placebo effect right
1: yeah because
0: it it matters if you believe you're getting something that's medicine if you don't if you're you don't know or you're not sure you're not going to have the positive effect as good as you could it's it's again back to this idea if you if you think about it in a certain way your body's like oh i'm healing because Mm -hmm. i keep hearing you're healing you're getting better you look great And so you get more energy, you feel good. And so your Mm -hmm. body does get better, right? And if you're going to have, say, effective treatment in the hospital, are you going to have better treatment if you think, oh, I'm probably going to die? Or if you think, you know what? I'm getting through this. I can make it. I got a beautiful family around me. I got lots Mm -hmm. to live for. You know, I got this and I got that. And I think, you know, in the latter case, you're going to have far better results. That's right.
1: Yeah. And it's all what you're saying to yourself, like, yeah, you're surrounding all those things it'll affect you exactly that's how it is so in anything because if you see people i'm sure you might know somebody who had cancer and die mm-hmm. and maybe you think back and if you were close a little close to that person you probably, yeah i kind of feel like they would just make it sick themselves all the time or if you know this person that they also had cancer and it's perfectly fine right now it's like you know doing the same working you know, or whatever it's because you probably see, oh, yeah, that person was like that. And I, I can give you the my example. My father had cancer, and then, yeah, he died. And then when I look back, it's like, yeah, because he wasn't ever into, like, yeah, I'm getting better and better. He was always like, I'm going say, I'm going to just, uh, all this thing in his head. And, I have, and now I have a good friend here, actually, in Sanbury. She had cancer, and she's active. She's running. She's doing things. She's, like, super go-go. you will never, ever thought that. But it's because of you, also. Yeah, of course, it's it's all the things, right? Like you know, what are you eating, and if you're like exercising or things like that. Of course, that affects as well. Mm -hmm. But your mindset is the most important thing. What is it that you're saying to yourself? So that's it. What it affects you more, let's say. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, and even even talking about that reminds me. um, I don't know if you've ever heard of this guy David Goggins before, but um, he was uh, a Navy SEAL in the states. And he's done all of these uh, like crazy marathons, triathlons and all this kind of stuff. And uh, I think it was, he did he did uh, the bud seal training. So that's like their really rigorous uh, training camp. He did that mm-hmm. twice. And the reason he had to do it twice was I think the first time he did it, I can't remember if he broke a bunch of bones in his feet or something like that. Like he banged up his body to the point where like he couldn't really do it. And he, he mentally is so tough that he just kept saying, no, keep going. No, keep going. No. And he just, he went to the point where literally it was like, he couldn't go no more. The doctor's like, no, I can't let you go back out there, but he was still going to get up there and go and do it. And he talked about doing this marathon where he ran to the point where like, I think he was having kidney failure. Like he started having like real issues,
1: wow. but
0: he had the attitude that I'm doing this, I'm finishing this race and he did it. And it's your, your mind can make your body do all kinds of things that you wouldn't think your body could do. But that's, mm-hmm. that's the real limiter. And that's, that's the real interesting part behind this uh, NLP is that the, the real maker of your future is your mindset.
1: That's right. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I, I really, you know, I'm grateful that I learned all this. And again, it's just, you know, to be able to help people and see them like, you're a magnificent person, intelligent. You've got this. <laughs> So I can teach them all. So it's pretty, very, very cool for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that, that is really great. So uh, thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Um, oh, would you be able to you. let people know where they can get a hold of you or how they can get involved with your coaching?
1: Yes. Yeah, so they can connect with me through my email website or phone number. So my email is zoe at So that's Z-O-I at Z-O-I-M-O-N-O-Y.com. My website is zoimonro and my phone number is 705-919-7139. So yeah, and also, of course, I'm on social media, you know, Facebook, Instagram, I'm very active there too. So yeah, thank you so much, guys. I'm really, really excited to, you know, and happy to take the time here too. Thank you for letting me tell you a little bit about me. We can talk more and more because I always love talking about this. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's been uh, really oh,
0: yeah. great. And uh, I think we learned a lot. And I think a lot of people who listen to this will learn a lot from it. So thank you again for taking the time. Thank My you.
1: pleasure. Thank you, guys.